This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. In today's episode, I speak to Dan the Man about his trip to France. Um, or shall I say his voyage? Um, I think that's how you say trip in French. I'm not sure. But I am sure that we speak about 10 facts about France that you probably didn't know. Um, actually, I'm not sure if there are 10. Uh, I lost count. But it's not important. The facts are crazy facts. And that's the only thing that is important. Anyway, in today's show, you will hear some more of my fantastic French. Why Dan hates librarians. And there's also a fantastic idiom that involves an uncle called Bob. Happy listening. Dan the man, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I suppose you feel better now. You, uh, you have taken that weight off your shoulders. And what I'm talking about here is that you did the photo, um, which made everyone very pleased. You, are, you have now become a star. Yes, although my sister is threatening to show many more people. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Um, the word threaten as well is a nice bit of uh, rock and roll vocabulary there, Dan. Um, we use this word um, when you can hold something against someone. What I mean by that is Dan's sister now has the photo and she can say to Dan, look, Dan, if you don't, you know, give me a present, I will show um, our uncle. Is that the situation, Dan? That's exactly the situation. Um, and when I said at the beginning of the show, a weight off your shoulders, this is another nice expression. Um, when you know you have to do something and you wait a long time, but when you do it, you are free. Do you feel free, Dan? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Without you hassling me <laughs> to take the photo. Uh, hassling nice again, like disturbing me, bothering me. Okay, Dan. So if you're a free man, let's get going. So let's start with the review, as always. This one is from Mika Lu, and well, it's in Italian, but it just says um, recommended. He is actually a friend, and I asked him to do that. So, uh, you know, I do accept fake uh, <laughs> reviews. That's fine. But, you know, ideally, real reviews are good. So remember, if you leave a review, which would be very nice, Send me a picture of it so I can see it and then I will read it. Can I leave a, leave a review? Yeah, why not, Dan? Why not? It will be about you, okay? <laughs> Please do. Um, okay, Dan, so we've spoken about this in a few other shows, but we know that you are moving to France. Is this right? Tomorrow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I haven't packed one bit. Wow, that's rock and roll. Hasn't even packed his suitcase. Who needs a suitcase, Dan? Okay. Correct. So why are you going, Dan? Tell us. Um, just to mix things up a bit, really. Nice nice uh term there. Mix things up to change things a little bit. Sounds to me, Dan, like you're running away from the problems <laughs> in your life. No, you're the problem in my life. <laughs> Uh, look, Dan, I am your psychiatrist, okay? So let's just talk about your problems in life, okay? Let's try and okay, resolve these problems together. I can't wait for this. <laughs> um, so who are you staying with, Dan? Uh, friends in Toulouse. Are you, are you telling me you have 
other friends that well, it's unbelievable, isn't it? That don't include me, and they're quite nice to me as well. It's incredible. <laughs> wow! Now it makes sense why you're going. Um, do you know much about France, Dan? Uh, not much. No. Do you? I imagine you've done five minutes of research, and you're going to impress me for the next twenty minutes. Uh, that's about right. Um, I have done some research, but I know a lot about France actually because I have one French friend whose name is Laura. So if you're listening, Laura, hello. Um, I always tell her she's my favourite French person, but she's the only French person that I know. Um, but yeah, let's look at some facts about France, Dan. So you know, you can settle in a bit. A nice phrasal verb there as well. So you can adapt to the way of life. Um, so it's the most popular tourist destination in the world. Did you know that? I had no idea. Is that true? Really? <laughs> yep. I looked on various things. Um, it doesn't surprise me because you have always been the type of person to follow the crowd and do commercial <laughs> things. So you're going to the most popular tourist destination in the world. What a surprise. Thank you. Cheers. Not like me, you know, I come to a small place in Sicily. Yeah. I'm a bit more underground, we say, which is the opposite to commercial. You lived in Rome for a few years, didn't you? Too commercial. Too commercial. <laughs> <laughs> um so I've got some other stuff here. There's um there was a king called Louis or Louis, I don't know. Louis. Louis. Um the twenty first, who was king of France for twenty minutes. Apparently. Uh, go on. I'm interested. You've got my attention. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why it was only 20 minutes. Oh, no. Then after 20 minutes, sorry, he gave up the crown and said no. But apparently he shares this record with Prince Luis Felipe of Portugal, who became king and then died 20 minutes later. So, How did, how did he die? They hung him. Um, hung there, the past of the verb hang, which is obviously to, you know, kill someone by <laughs> strangling them with a rope. I'm not sure how to describe it. Not a very nice thing to do. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just got so excited of becoming king that he, I don't know, had a heart attack. The pressure was too much for him. That would happen to you, wouldn't it? <laughs> it nearly happened to me when I mentioned the story in the casino last week of when I won £250. Um, I very nearly had a heart attack and died. So, yeah, probably would happen to me, Dan. You're right, for once. Not that you would ever be made king. Well, but... well, oh, I think I would. Um, okay, so France has the highest number of Nobel Prize winners, apparently. That is interesting. Do you think you will win a Nobel Prize? Do they give Nobel Prizes for putting potatoes in mouths? If they did, <laughs> then I'd be in luck. That's true. Nice second conditional as well there, Dan. If they did, I'd be in luck. Uh, yeah, you would. That would be super duper. How annoyed would you be if I did win a Nobel Prize for something? You'd be furious, wouldn't you? Um, nice. Oh, you are all over the second conditional today, Dan. Um, I think the chances of that... I mean, this is why we use second conditional, because it's hypothetical situations. And this is an extremely hypothetical situation. Um, so, in fact, I don't think 
Um, I will even answer that because it's so ridiculous <laughs> that, you know, it's just not going to happen. Um, so French was the official language of English from 1066 to 1362. Yeah. Um, how is your Francais? Uh, non-existent at the moment. <laughs> I, th- I thought you said that in a French accent for a minute. Uh, no, I've still got hay fever, so it might sound like I'm putting a French accent on. So hay fever is something I actually have as well, which is an allergy to pollen. Very exciting information. Thanks, Dan. You are just a picture of health. There's always something wrong with you. Um, My French is pretty good, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Je je m'appelle Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what that means? Of course I do, yeah. Um, So apparently in France... There is a law um, which prohibits people, so it's like forbids people, stops people from calling their pigs Napoleon. So if you have a pig, Dan, you cannot call it Napoleon. Well, that's changed everything. I'm not going to France. (laughs) Exactly. Good idea. Um, You're a big fan of Napoleon, though, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Well, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I've read a book on him. Yeah. <laughs> In my world, Dan, that is a big fan. Okay. Um, he's not actually French, though. Is he not? He was born in Corsica. Well, that's part of France. It wasn't at the time. It was part of Italy or um, Genoa. <sighs> wow, Dan. First time ever you have an interesting fact for me. Double check it just in case it's not right, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. That's really impressive. Okay, so until World War Two, France was on the same time zone as London. Um, but then Germany forced them and like made them um, change it to like German time. Did you know that? That's nice. I didn't know that. No. I think they... Why didn't they change back? Well, exactly. Because now we have the hassle, like the difficulty, um, of changing our watches when we go to France. So it drives me crazy. Thanks to those Germans, I have to change my bloody watch. How often do you go to France? Not very often, but sometimes I went there. And they're on the same time zone as you anyway, so you should be happy. I'm talking about when I go from England, Dan, okay? You know, how often does that happen? (laughs) Almost never. Um, anyway, so obviously we know, well, the French are famous for eating snails, which, uh, which is like a slug with a shell, which, you know, the, the famous thing that only the French really eat. Um, apparently they eat 30,000 tons a year of um, snails, but most of them don't come from France. They steal, um, well, I imagine they pay for snails um, from Eastern Europe. All right. And would you would you eat a snail? Um, I I think it would be very difficult. But it says the average French person eats five hundred a year. That's a lot. Are you going to eat five hundred, Dan? I'm not going to eat one. <laughs> but I've got some other news for you. Uh, apparently, if you are on a high speed train in France and you have a snail with you, you need to buy a ticket for the snail. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's not even like one of those old laws because trains are. Yeah. Well, apparently this is in 2008. A French man was uh, fined, so like he had to pay money, a financial penalty, for carrying snails on a train, and when he did not have um, a ticket for them. Is it a ticket? Per snail, or is it a ticket as a whole, as a collective? All of the snails. Good question, Dan. Maybe when you go to France, go to the train station and say to Oh, you would love that, wouldn't you? You would love it if I went and have a bag of snails. (laughs) And go there with your snails and say, look, do I need a ticket for all of the snails or just one snail? Um, I imagine that would be quite easy for you with your fantastic French, Dan. Exactly. Um, Good news for you. Next one, Dan. It's a bit disgusting, but... um, could be some good news for you because apparently in france um you can marry a dead person (laughs) that is great news (laughs) this could be your only possibility of getting married dan it could be is is that actually true uh well i've read this in various different stupid articles but apparently you need permission from the french president first okay so call up the president well, I need to go and hang around some funerals first. Well, no, maybe yeah. check with the president first. Say, so, look, I'm never going to get married. I want to marry a dead person. And then, is it okay? Wait for the wait for the okay. Yeah. And then, you know, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> um, which is a very nice expression that we use, which means everything will be fine. So in this situation, you know, call the president and everything will be fine. Bob's yeah. your uncle. I'll do that straight away. Okay, good. So, um, obviously, there's quite a lot of rivalry between England and France. Um, Many people say the English hate the French. Some people say the French hate the English. So, I looked at some reasons for this. I actually went to a forum and I've got some nice nice comments from people. Um, Steve Beercock, which is a, a strange name because one part of it is beer. And the other part is cock, which, <laughs> you know, is is, good is another word for penis. Anyway. It's a strong name. Very strong. Steve Beercock says, um, no, the English don't hate the French no more than they hate the Irish, the Scottish, the Germans, the Catholics, the atheist, politicians, and the Americans. <laughs> He's got a point. Yeah, he has got a point. Uh, so I thought... That was quite a nice comment from Steve Beercock. Basically, he'd say English people are miserable bastards and hate everyone. Obviously, Dan the Man and I are exceptions um, to this rule. Um, And there was uh, a comment from a girl in Sri Lanka who I don't want to try pronounce her name because I will just embarrass myself. She said, the English don't hate anybody. They just look down on everybody what Ooh. do you think about that Dan that's a nasty comment that's a that, isn't nasty it? comment yeah um the term look down on someone um basically means that you think you are better than someone you know I will admit I look down on Dan um but you know do English people look down on everybody Dan I don't think so uh yeah I agree but you know there are some idiots unfortunately um and then we have a comment from jim and uh who lives in hull which you know says everything about him what what does it say 
So Hull is a very depressing place in the north of England. And he says, yes, I don't like the French because I had to study French at school. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for your interesting comment to this discussion, Jim. <laughs> a very valid point there. Yeah, I hate librarians because they force me to read. <laughs> exactly. Oh, one thing I must say, though, because we are speaking about France, was yesterday was the birthday of Eric Cantona. Okay. Oh, so, who was my favourite footballer when I was a child? So, happy birthday, Eric. Who are Cantona? Do we really have to use this show to give shout outs to your childhood heroes? <laughs> uh, a shout out there is um, a nice um, term we use to like mention people in a show. And in answer to your question, Dan, yes, we do have to use this show to mention or to give shout outs to childhood heroes. I also have bad news for my friend Laura. Um, I forgot about um, Cantona when I said that she was my favourite French person. So she's second. She's been um, demoted. Yeah, she's been. She has been demoted. Correct. Anyway, thanks for your time, Dan the Man. Um, take care in France. We will speak to you soon. We will give you Monday off, actually. You can have, you know, some time to uh, like settle in. Thank you. Giving me Monday off, you really love the idea that you're my boss, don't you? I am your boss. Yeah. Anyway, thanks very much, Dan, and we will see you soon. All right, see you next week. See you later. Okay, so that was Dan and me speaking about France and his trip. First thing to say is Dan definitely does work for me. Anyway, back by popular demand is the recap of the rock and roll vocabulary used during the episode so first we had um it's a weight off your shoulders which i said to dan at the beginning every time there's something you don't want to do or something that's difficult to do and you finally do it you say it's a weight off my shoulders every time i finish a podcast for example i think that's a weight off my shoulders for a few days only because it's difficult um not because i don't want to do it um, we had the verb threaten, which from a Dan's sister is threatening him about the picture. So to give you an example, um, if I threaten you, I could say, leave me a review or I will kill you. Um, I'm not actually going to kill you if you don't leave me a review. But if you do leave me a review, that would be fantastic. And we had the verb hassle when Dan said... And now he feels free because I'm not hassling him to take the photo anymore. So remember, like bothering him, disturbing him, texting him every five minutes. That is when someone hassles you. And we had a very nice one of settle in. Very often used when someone is moving to a new country or maybe a new job. At the beginning to adapt and to get used to it, you have to settle in. We had the term underground. Obviously, we use that for the tube in London, but it's also another thing, like a slang way to say non-commercial. Remember, I said um, Dan is very commercial because he's moving to France, but I'm more underground because I live in Sicily. Uh, Dan mentioned hay fever, which is a very boring term, but could be useful, especially at this time of year. Um, it's like an allergy people have to pollen. Um, we had snails, 
I don't know how to describe a snail really. But if you go to the website, there'll be a picture of a snail and it's the thing that French people are famous for. I'm sure you know what I mean. Uh, a very nice phrasal verb was to look down on people. Remember the woman said that um, English people look down on people, basically think they are better. Probably because you are in a higher position, so you look down at someone. I'm not sure. But the most rock and roll piece of vocabulary was Bob's your uncle. So that's Bob is your uncle, but we say Bob's your uncle, um, which remember is used to say everything is fine, but you cannot use it like, how are you today? Yeah, Bob's your uncle. No, we normally use it um, after a list of things like exactly what I did in the show of, you know, find a dead person, call the president and Bob's your uncle. Everything will be fine. So yeah, as I said, at the end of a list of something. Um, shout out was another one, which is when you mention someone on a show. Um, today there were shout outs for Eric Cantona and my friend Laura. Um, in order of my favourite French people, Cantona, then Laura. Um, Dan also used a nice term which was to mix things up. Um, he said this when I asked him why he was moving to France and... He said, well, you know, just to mix things up a little bit, which means just to change things. And speaking of mixing things up, um, next week on Monday, Dan the Man will not be on the show because, as I said, he is settling in in France. And I actually have a very important blogger about languages. So, you know, he's an actual intelligent person, unlike Dan and me, who are definitely not intelligent anyway remember all of the vocabulary is on the website rockandrollenglish.com and whilst you're there there are instructions about how to leave me a review because i don't really want to read any more fake ones but yeah have a good weekend go crazy and keep on rocking thanks so much for listening to rock and roll english for more great content and to stay up to date visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rock and roll english we'll catch you next time